Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey everybody, right, we're going to be talking about the dangers of Sober October today. Now obviously there are huge opportunities here as well, but there are a few things that if we see them either before, during or after an experience, any kind of alcohol-free experience, they can literally change the direction of our relationship with alcohol, with our life, and so we really wanted to make a a podcast about this. We think it's important, so we're excited to share it with you. And... um, Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, other than some very, very exciting news. Thanks to all of our incredible listeners. We are now in the top 2% of all podcasts globally, which is just amazing. You know, we've been at this for just over a year. It keeps growing. We we just, the support is just amazing. So thank you so, so much. And um, I mean, that's literally thousands of people that have tuned in and and, and many of many of you have reached out and told us how much the the podcast has impacted you and your journey and and we're just so grateful to to be able to offer this and to be on this journey with all of you so a huge um, heartfelt thanks from me and Ellie and yeah long may you keep listening right I'll stop waffling and without further ado I'll hand you over to me and Ellie see you soon Rocky Rowley here we are we're Rocky and Rocky and Rollian. Rocky Road. Oh, that's a cake, isn't it? It's quite nice. They don't talk about cakes. Why? Were you going to go out and eat loads of (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk about Toblerone cakes. I saw Toblerone the other day. I thought of you. It was massive. I was like, oh, look, uh, in in home bargains. They're well cheap now. In the 80s, they used to cost like £15 and now they cost like £3. Well, it, back in the 80s, you only ever got one if somebody went on holiday somewhere and picked one up at the airport. I can't remember the 80s. Mm. I was born in the 80s. That is, I can technically say that. Yeah. Um, right, here we are. I mean, we're excited about this. This is a really cool uh, podcast. We're, we're in the middle of Sober October, but, 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 but. Just to frame this, wherever you happen to be, what we're going to talk about today, it doesn't only apply to Sober October. It applies to any period of time where you decide to take 30 days or a week or a weekend off of of drinking, right? But to try and learn something and and to bring something positive into your life. And there are dangers too. the zero point um, pretending that that there aren't dangers to taking time away. And and we're going to talk about that because for every kind of danger, there's an opportunity. And the only difference between being on one side or the other side really is awareness and intention. Um, and yeah, we just want to talk from our experience and what we've seen happen uh, for a lot of our clients and a lot of a lot of people that we've worked with in groups as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're excited about this one. Yeah, it's a goodie. It's a really goodie because we increasingly now there, there's more opportunities and there's more noise around taking a break from alcohol. And there's a lot of stir behind things like sober October, dry July, dry January. And, and and it's a wonderful thing. I remember one of the first times I'd heard about sober October and it was a friend of mine was taking the month off to raise money for, I think it was for a cancer charity. 
And I was like, what a fucking amazing thing that is for two reasons. One, because, wow, there's no way I could take Like, I'm thinking, like, good for you. You you take one for the team because and I'll pay you a lot of money because there's no way I could take a break for 30 days. It's just, just like never going to happen. And what a wonderful thing to raise money for a very um, well-deserved charity. Uh, so so we wanted to talk about, as Sam says, the, the, the dangers, the dangers, the pitfalls, but also there are some wonderful opportunities the other side. It looks like you're about to say something. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Sorry, I was doing I've got the <laughs> you're going to say something face. No, I am. Um... You saying that reminded me of something that I've said a lot, which I think it's that's a great place to start. It's a good frame for this. Just the idea that until like literally six or seven years ago, um, the kind of sober Octobers and the 30 day challenges and stuff like that, they weren't anything like as common as they are now. And back then when your mate did it, it was like, whoa. And it seemed really normal to be like, whoa. But imagine that, 30 days, right? That's how ingrained it is in society for people mm. to consume a drug weekly or weekendly or daily or whatever it might be. It's so normalized that when someone said 30 days, it's like mind blowing. Like imagine if someone said, you're going to not eat carrots for 30 days, or if I'm not going to, you'd be like, all right, mate, don't need to shout about that, right? But that that's that's literally it. That's literally it. If you think about how many people never really experience 30 days away from booze, it's just a month. It's just a month. Um, mm. But it's this big thing. Anyway, that said, let's rock and roll because we're, we're thinking this might be a two-parter and we've got lots to cover. Mm. So the first thing, the, perhaps the one that leapt out at both of us was the, the, the danger of using something like Sober October or a length of time away from booze as a kind of safety net as a way of proving to yourself oh i'm not like i'm a normal drinker like i mm. and and like using it in that way so that you can kind of like push any of the any of the things that have been bothering you or worrying you aside um mm. yeah do we want to talk a bit about that and then go into the opportunity or do we want to kind of do both at yeah, the same yeah, time yeah well look go back to what i said like there's there's no way i'd have ever done sober October because I'd like a flat out it, it to me it would have just seemed like an absolute impossibility yeah. and so I would have had and I did have huge admiration for my um my friend but at the same time and I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later on it did bring up this um there's just a, a little something there like not and not at a conscious level but some noticing that well, that that's a bit of a big deal, isn't it? If I if I couldn't commit to taking thirty days off of charity, like there's, yeah. there's some acknowledgement there, and I know we want to talk about this um, a bit later on. So for me, I I wouldn't have ever signed up for anything like that. But what I the, the perspective that I can talk to this from is from pregnancy. So pregnancy was you know here you go here's nine months of abstinence, and the those my three pregnancies were the only times that I ever took a break from alcohol ever like in my whole adult life imagine that and certainly it's I mean it's a huge expanse of time and, and what made it easier certainly with the first was well two things number one I wasn't drinking in the same way as I was towards the end of my drinking career it was it was it was much more of a social thing I wasn't drinking for um, relaxation and stress release in the same way. So I wasn't leaning on it in the same way as I did towards the end of my drinking career. But nevertheless, it was still a, a bit of a big thing. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm going to have to 
socialize in different ways and what have you. But because I was so focused on this new life that I was bringing into the world, I had something else to focus on. Mm. So it, it wasn't such a, a difficulty to necessarily get through that pregnancy. But then when I started breastfeeding afterwards, I suddenly thought, shit, like how long do you breastfeed for? I'd never had a baby before, didn't really know. And so it dawned on me that it might be an even longer expanse of time. But certainly as my relationship with alcohol changed with, with having kids and I was leaning on it more, for those subsequent pregnancies, the thing that was interesting was with, with each extended break, I felt more deprived. I missed it more. And it was this proof of, yes, but after all, I am okay because here I am. After I've, It's like forced because you're pregnant, but I am taking that break off. So I, I can't have a problem, can I? Because I've taken such a huge expanse off three times. No, it's, it's almost like the, the award ceremony of, well, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a problematic drinker, am I? Because here's these expanses of time that I've had off. And yeah. it, there's a danger there because you're you're not necessarily, and certainly this, I can see this now with myself. I wasn't necessarily being true to myself. I wasn't allowing my inner voice to let me know what was real for me. It was more of a, a facade that didn't really feel that. Um, and, and by the way, none of this is conscious. This is all just like the 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 undercurrent of feeling. But it's it, it's a way of kind of cushioning the and 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 perhaps suppressing that voice so that there isn't another place to look. It's like, well, this is this is this is okay on the outside, so no more to be done here. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, that is that that's a really lovely bridge into the opportunity, which we'll get to in just a minute. Just before we do, it is a different psychology. You know, as humans, we're willing to do things for a weekend or a week or a month because we know it's going to end. Yeah. You know, the, the, if you knew that you were going to run a marathon and it was forever, or if you knew you were going to go to a muddy festival and you were never going to let be let out, it would be a very different like psychological experience than knowing that there's an end point. So I think what we can sometimes do, and again, all this stuff is innocent. It's not like a conscious decision. We can we can make the fact that we say can take a few days away or a month away or something like that. We can extrapolate it out and kind of say to ourselves, oh, well, you know, it would I, yeah, it would actually not be that hard to like go to go longer or and so that's kind of that's potentially a danger possibly but contained within it because nothing's ever black and white is this amazing opportunity and it's what you were saying mate where if we actually don't use it if we if we make a decision i'm not going to use this as a way of basically just being like my ways of drinking are fine i'm okay i'm and like you wouldn't have been taking the 30 days off if that were true, right? You're acknowledging at some level my relationship with it is a bit wonky one way or another. Um, otherwise, why would it occur to us to, to take the time away? But the opportunity mm. then is, okay, so what can I learn then? So rather than using it as a safety thing, can I realign with what's really important to me and what do I really want from life? Because ultimately, we don't want to take 30 days away from alcohol. We want to bring balance back in one way or another, right? We want to have more joy or more time or better sleep or more time with our kids, or we don't want to feel reliant on something. And again, a lot of this might be unconscious, subconscious. Um, we want to feel like we've got the, the power back over something. Um, mm. And until we've actually just had the little nudge to kind of bring some awareness into that, um, we, we might not look in that direction. So 
I mean, that's it. That's the opportunity as I see it is what, what do you really want? What was actually behind you making that decision to take that time away? Um, what does this open up for you? You know, if you were, if you were brave enough to be like, what's the opportunity here, mm. then something huge can come from that. I mean, that that's been my experience. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is why community can be such a great aspect of whether this, whether it's a challenge that you're entering. And I was just contemplating like how strange it is that, you know, it is a challenge in itself. Like just as you were saying, it just shows how fucked up. Well, that, that word, word, even the selection of that word, right? Yeah. It just shows, you know, how, how screwed up it all is that, you know, we, you know, we view alcohol societally the way that we do, as opposed to it being an addictive drug. It's it's totally, but there, there's a whole another podcast in itself. So, yeah, and I've now forgotten what I was going to say. There we go. There's another Perry well, no, but that, moment that, for us. That's a big point, you know, in, inherent in the word challenges, struggle, and that it's going to be difficult. You're going to manage to get through the month when, you know, it could be a, could be considered like a i don't know something entirely different it's one of the reasons why the alcohol experiment's called an experiment because there's no pressure on it it's about learning and yeah oh yeah sorry that's what yeah that's what i was saying about community just remind me by saying experiments or when when we surround ourselves with other people that um you know just from different walks of life that's why the alcohol experiment for me was just such a wonderful experience because prior to going into that community i had my own made up perspective of what was going on Mm -hmm. and felt very alone in my struggle. And then hang on a minute, you go into this community and everybody's saying the same thing or iterations of the same thing. Hang on a minute. Maybe the issue isn't mine after all. Maybe the problem isn't me. The problem might be the substance. And so engaging in communities like ours on Facebook, where you're, around a bunch of people that are um, just just willing to be open and curious and have that beginner's mind, it could really change your experience of these breaks from alcohol as opposed to it being the, I'm doing something for charity, which by the way is commendable and I'm, and I'm not suggesting otherwise. But if, if deep down you know that you're using it as some kind of a proof that I'm okay, so I can kind of, you know, I hear this so often from people, they'll take these It'd be like, right, I take October off and I'll take January off. <laughs> and it's like, but then in between, well, what happens? Yeah, that's well, it. You know, because if you're making, I think we're going to talk to this next or in a bit, is if you're then just making up for time lost, then it's it's perhaps a lost opportunity. Yeah, I love it. Just before we go there, you were my dad, I can remember him saying to me, so my mum and dad uh, met each other working in the brewing trade um, in like East London in the 70s, right? So you can only imagine what that was like. You know, the draymen used to drink 10 to 15 pints a day. It's just what they did because the mm. beer was cheap. You walked into the social club. It was, and my dad said, I remember my dad saying, yeah, you know, I used to take a couple of weeks off to a year just to prove to myself I wasn't an alcoholic. Mm. So then that was the model is like the, yeah. if you can just, you just do that every now and again, just to prove you're all right. Meanwhile. Yeah. And I think what you're pointing out is a lovely flow into this next thing is the, I've just realized how deeply, I mean, I knew these were all connected, but they're so deeply connected. Celebration. So what you'll notice for a lot of people, the danger of taking a length of time away from alcohol is that you make up for lost time, as you've said, or you literally go and just like get absolutely, you know, shit faced and feel terrible and then end up drinking to get over that. And then before you know it, you're, you're back where you started potentially worse than that. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and so that i mean that that's definitely a danger and there's an opportunity in that as well because i mean essentially it's around considering well what are we celebrating yeah yeah and this this really starts with what you were talking about earlier on about the there being a finite um, nature to it so if you decide i'm just taking the 30 days off and don't think what your intention is beyond there mm. then you know it, it's quite understandable that you're going to want to celebrate your achievement at the end of it uh but to ask yourself well what is true celebration and what am i celebrating yeah and to think beforehand rather than just leave it to chance at the end of the 30 days to think ahead about what your intention is beyond then you can really make the most of your um your endeavors there are so many people that i've seen go through things like the alcohol experiment and 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 probably with a tinge of that i'm proving that i'm okay and then the celebration at the end and then afterwards they've come and said yeah i kind of wish i hadn't done that and and it doesn't necessarily need to be a regretful thing, but what what I'm pointing towards is that they've learned something from the like they they felt that it was going to be one way, and again this comes from the way that we create our reality, and then actually when they've gone back and had that drink of like blowout celebration, oh oh hang on this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be, so. You know, we, we don't need to regret any decision that we make, but, you know, we, we talk very often about data points and the fact that we can learn from any experience, whether it's with alcohol or without, just by applying mindfulness and awareness to, to what we're doing. So I do think it's important to, you know, think beyond the end of our nose rather than kind of getting there and by accident or by default, you know, falling into what might be our old way of thinking. It's kind of funny. There's a weird switch. When you were talking there, I did my whole huh face as well. So you can go back and watch that on YouTube. If the you, huh face. Just that, oh, but do, yeah, do you just... what we're going to have to do? Have you ever seen on um, <laughs> one of my favorite ones, a friend of mine, this is a few years ago, you know, these grids where you have like nine squares and on the nine squares, they're numbered one to nine. And the the face at the time was Pat Butcher, you know, from EastEnders. And it, and it would be like, which Pat are you today? Yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and funnily enough, my friend that sent that to me, and we used to joke about it, when um, the, there's a, a mutual friend of ours who created the same grid with my friend's face in. So imagine nine of my friend's face. And when I went to Las Vegas with my friend, I had the a whole series of uh, surprises for her along the way, and it also and, and it started with I got her face blown up to the like um, imagine the size of a suitcase. So I had her whole face on my suitcase. So when we picked up our suitcases at Las Vegas Airport, she saw her face. I had a handbag that I carried around for the entire trip with her face on. I got a T-shirt printed. That had these this nine grid on with her face, which mm -mm, are you today? And uh, what else do I do? Oh, um, she she's one for a selfie, and I got a, a beach towel printed out for each of us of her laid on a bed taking a selfie. Are you suggesting <laughs> that we do this with with my face as well? Yes, I am. So if anybody would like to take that up within the, the Facebook nine, group, <laughs> the nine faces of Sam. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'd, I mean, I, would I wear that t shirt? Probably not. It'd be a bit strange. Um, I'd wear it. <laughs> 
merch. Well, maybe... People are, people are crying out for present and sober merch, Sam. There we go. I know. I know. One of our wonderful uh, could have long hair, contestants Sam. got their T-shirt this morning. I need to tell you about that. She's very, very happy. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. I could. Uh, we can have long hair, Sam. We can have no beard, Sam. We can have beard kind of growing, Sam. We can have, yeah, we can, yeah. Perhaps we can. About that's, to speak first. Contemplating first. Close eye first. Look, before we before this goes any more <laughs> any more down that strange angle path, whatever it's going down. Yeah, it's funny how when we often now for some people it is as simple as I'm going to do a challenge and my mate's doing it and I'm going to do this for charity. But I'd say for a lot of people, one of the reasons we decide to do a sober October or something like that is is it's not a celebration thing actually. The reason we do it is because we're like, oh, something needs to change. I need a break. Actually, alcohol doesn't feel like a celebration. Waking up on a Sunday, hanging out my ass every week doesn't feel like a celebration. And then at some point over those 30 days, we we kind of silently go, oh, yeah, but I'm going to celebrate this at the end. And then what we can instantly do is go back to where we came from. So this isn't. it's not about being scared of this. And this is not like a don't do this thing. It's brilliant to do these things. But it's zooming out a little bit to see that life is the celebration asking yourself actually what do i feel like i'm not getting what's causing me to go on this journey then noticing how things is and this is one of i mean we're going to talk about lengthening but this is one of the amazing things that can happen if we give ourselves a bit more time because a 30 day break or an alcohol free whatever you want to call it is often just enough time for our neurotransmitters to start you know, reconfig- like for things to yeah. really start to balance. And then very often that next month is full of gold and gems. And then, you know, what, what do we do? We go out and get absolutely battered with all of our mates who have done the, done the challenge. Um, and, and we can lose that opportunity. So what would it mean to acknowledge, well, what am I celebrating here? Like what if life was a celebration? What if I didn't have to go out and drink three times more than, than I normally do? What would be available to me then? And, um, you know, that again, that's going to help you realign with what you really want and why you actually went to why you did this magical thing in the first place, rather than just sort of accidentally forgetting it all. Yeah. And the why thing is important to anchor in. So within this naked mind world and particularly within the alcohol experiment, one of the first things that we ask people to do is to write down two lists of two why lists. What's your why? So all of the reasons why you drink and what that gives you is a list of your beliefs about alcohol, which you can then start to work through systematically to change those beliefs, which then changes the way that you feel about alcohol. So in my case, that um, belief of I drink to relax, alcohol relaxes me. Well, I can prove to myself with science that that isn't true. So what does that do? It removes my desire to drink, which then makes it easy. So it's then not requiring willpower. So that first list is really important. The second list is all of the reasons why you're embarking on the experiment or the break from alcohol in the first place. And that's your, therein lies all of your clues as to what your true intention is and what you really want to celebrate in life. So spending some time there, contemplating that throughout the month. And and look, you, you know, you don't have to, like everything's, everything's up for you to choose from like you don't have to there's there's no rule that says you get to the end of 30 days and then you have to drink equally there's nothing that says that you can't like you get to decide but to give yourself 
the opportunity like I remember going through the alcohol experiment being just so fucking amazed like oh hang on I've gone a week wow I've gone two weeks Mm. it was such a an incredible thing and that when we can appreciate the gift that we're giving ourselves and cultivate that emotion through the month then we're more likely to leave an opening to lengthen and to allow it to go on a bit further which is where you then start to reap the rewards of what you're talking about which is your brain chemistry resettling because if all you do is do the 30 days you you know we, we can't tell for sure when people hit that point it's around 30 days so you may have got there or not but then if you could go straight back to drinking you're effectively squandering an opportunity you know we're, we're not here to try and persuade anybody to go alcohol free for life that's that, that that's not the purpose of this podcast but what we are both incredibly passionate about is allowing people to find what's truly meaningful and important in their lives and we know just how much alcohol can get in the way of that it may be that you know you head towards a journey of moderation great you know what like whatever decision you make is is the right decision for you but we can very innocently stand in our own way of discovery if we don't cultivate the right mindset yeah i love it i mean it's a great question wouldn't it be wonderful if we said to ourselves wow a celebration of this 30 days would be to take another 30 and I'm going mm. to see what's there as well. So it's not that, you know, because it kind of, I think it's so interwoven in society that alcohol is a celebration or, and you see this pattern in food as well. So like, you know, we're really, you know, we're really good with our food for however long for a week or two. And then we have a blowout and eat all those things that we haven't eaten. And then often we end up feeling worse than it, it's, it's. So I think considering these things is really important. And, um, and yeah, it's, it is this opportunity because for some of us, it may having that month away, it can unconsciously teach us things. It can, mm. it can, it can sort of um, awaken us to how important alcohol actually yeah. is in our lives. And that can be scary. And the impact of that can actually be to drink more, which is mad, but that cycle and having been there, you know, the extreme end of that cycle is basically going, oh, my God, I've realized that the one thing that feels like it's helping and saving is pushing me down. Now that the fine end of that spiral is really not very nice at all mm. because your drinking increases. And with it, so does the other stuff. And it's kind of like they're they're kind of the two sides of that are sort of co-defining. You know, so the more yeah. you drink, the more you worry about it, the more you worry about it, the more you drink. And and like yeah. Ellie said, we're not here to say do drink or don't drink, but zero point um, shoving things down and not looking at the truth of what's going on. Um, because there's amazing opportunities out there. There's amazing opportunities. Like we're, we're two of them, right? There's, we love oh, our alcohol free yeah. life. So this is a direction that's really powerful to look in and, I think a lot of it is just reflection, journaling. We spoke about that, right? So this, there's this kind of danger of potentially drinking more or or going, oh my God, I'm more dependent on it than I realized. Like that was harder than I thought it would be. Could be, mm. I've just been white knuckling it, right? Could Through that month. But the mm. opportunity is reflection and looking at that, perhaps a journey of how do I take my power back? You know, I don't feel like I'm ready to stop drinking, but how would I take my power back from alcohol? You know, is it is it a journey of moderation? Is it a, like what's what's that going to be for you? Um, 
because the more of you in your life and the less of alcohol, you know, the more of you there is around, right? You're, you're yeah, back in charge. It, yeah. It, it, and it's, it, it's this wonderful. It's like, a, although that, that point that you're talking about is extremely painful, like, like all pain, that's where growth comes from. And it's, and it can be a real springboard to something that you possibly never thought, you know, was, was even, um, feasible at all so I, I can I can really remember being in that place where it it, it, it dawned on me this is you know the terrible t- time that I tried to moderate and it was really clear that alcohol was playing too big of a role in my life in the absence of having any other means of self-care but I didn't think that there I hadn't even considered the possibility of alcohol not being a part of my life like it was is so ingrained so entrenched and it was only through this discovery of it was this naked mind and it was this pull to this pdf that i always bang on about called the six vital things you need to know about moderation according to science effectively a very cut down version of the book the thing that pulled me in was moderation because that's what i was trying to do badly and the science bit. And as I said earlier, the the proof, that the scientific proof, the facts, I couldn't argue with that that belief that I had was so wrong, the belief that alcohol relaxes me, it just blew the doors off. So in that moment, I'd gone from like literally, it's like the before and after. The before was, if I don't drink tonight, I'm going to feel deprived, missing out. It's going to like, I'm going to feel worse. And then the after was, I don't have to do this anymore. I literally don't want, like, I don't, how weird. I don't want to drink anymore. Just so bizarre. But this is the power of knowing what your beliefs are around alcohol and then being able to find out what's really true. So there's this beautiful springboard to something else. And and by the way, at this time, I still didn't know what the something else was. I kind of knew I knew consciously (laughs) that it meant that I was headed towards a a life of being alcohol free. But the thing is, we don't have to, we don't have to be either all in or all out. We don't have to be, it's either this or it's this. What I decided at that point in time where I'd had this discovery and this cultivating this willingness to be wrong attitude and mindset was I'm just going to see what happens. I don't have to determine that this means an alcohol-free life. I don't have to determine right now whether this means that I have no friends anymore because no one wants to socialize with me. I don't have to determine any of these things. All I need to do is be centered around what feels right and this feels right, and I'm just going to see what happens. I don't have to make any big declarations. I don't have to tell anybody. I don't have to do anything but just be willing to see where this goes. And this, just in those things, that that way of looking at it, there is so much available to all of us. Like the, I, the, the biggest thing I want anybody to know is that 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 belief that you know we can either drink miserably or not drink miserably. It's so so untrue, so untrue. So just finding whatever your small opening is to the possibility of something different 
You don't have to fully believe it. You don't have to see even the next week or month or year. You don't need to look that far ahead. But like if, if there's some kind of stirring in you, then that's what you want to be listening to. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about just taking that little bit of extra time or and and it's funny, it, I often I know we've sort of spoken about this before. You were in the presence of that document when you had an insight. And what's really interesting is that we tend to go, I don't know what you saw. I don't know what you saw. And from like a conscious perspective, it can be like, well, I had this belief and I read that document and it destroyed it, right? But then it's funny how information in that sense can sometimes cause an insight at some level that wakes us up and it just doesn't look like that anymore. As for me, like I read this naked mind over and over and over again and really felt like I knew the science inside and out. Didn't have that experience, but things were happening. Things were thawing out. And then so for so it can be like a a crazy moment, like like, you know, like you experienced, or it can be the moment where you go, oh, this fucking book, everyone's been telling me to read it. And like, why doesn't it work for me? And the moment you just go, oh, bollocks to it. I'm just gonna suddenly it can happen. Like I can remember having um really weird experiences like having really intense drinking episodes um for like months at a time and then getting myself to my to my last day and then like three or four days after that drinking again and but then completely out of the blue in the middle of that misery and i oh, fucking done it again you idiot something happened and i didn't know it was coming and I couldn't tell you what it was, whatever that realization or insight I had at that moment in time was. I've got no idea. So it's really funky when you look across people's journeys of like, well, what was it that made someone go, oh, actually, I think I'd like to drink less or, oh, actually, this isn't working anymore. Or actually, I want to be alcohol free. Um, sometimes it can be in the presence of a coach, in the presence of a book, in the presence of a 30 day alcohol free. Sometimes it's in the pits of like <laughs> darkness where you're like oh there's it's really interesting there's so much hope in that there's so much hope in that i think it's just like you said you don't have to think in black and whites about this it's not like there's option a and there's option b you can follow curiosity and excitement and perhaps there's some curiosity and excitement in oh wow i'm gonna i'm gonna lengthen i'm gonna do another 30 days i'm not actually gonna do that that big blowout that big party i'm just gonna see what happens yeah um it's so it, it, so with, cool uh, I don't want to labor the point, but I kind of do a bit because like I, I, was just, I was just thinking as you were talking that, you know, you and I both coach this Naked Minds path program and there's a, a new path group that we're starting coming up shortly. And the thing that's broken my heart already is at least two people have joined that group really excited about the opportunity, but they've both said, I'm, f I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of failing. And I'm like, you can't, you can't possibly fucking fail. You're here. Like, there's, there isn't this black and white, it's either this or it's that. It, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. That fear of fear, and by the way, I've lived a life being afraid of failing, so I know what it feels like. But if we can let that go and if we can just hold ourselves in compassion and just be open that's it, nothing more, just be open and be willing to discover, then all of the other shit, it just falls away. It falls away and it becomes meaningless. And we don't have these 
set ideas of what success is and what failure is like who who says who says that success is going into the path and then coming out of it alcohol free who says i mean that might that might be one version of success but it's not the only one yeah and we're the only people that get to decide that so yeah there are so many people who have been alcohol free for a very very long time but they 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 don't feel free and there are a lot of people that have been in terms of days alcohol free for not very long and they feel like wow like this is amazing i mean annie was saying the other day the amount of heat she took when she first um i think even wrote the book she was she mm. was hardly it just clicked she just knew and um she didn't ha- and there were a lot of people that came out that were like oh how many years have you got how can you how dare can you get yeah. you, know, you know that's that's not how it works basically that's that's not okay and like yeah. it was one thought away it's one bullet like so it's only ever one thought or one shift in perspective away from being entirely different they're narratives they're stories that we tell ourselves you know we, we talk about addiction and things like that as if they're things that exist Mm-hmm. But they, yeah. they're not things in that sense. They are a story that we tell ourselves. They're a, they're a narrative. And the moment that changes, bang. So, for example, the one thing that I'm so curious about this, right, because you hear about neural pathways and the power of dopamine and neurotransmitters. And look, I'm not saying that there isn't, it doesn't, you know, get involved in our experience and affect things. But very often you'll have someone who for for years and years and years has been having cravings and, and um triggers and really struggling to get through and they feel like they're in the prison bang one thing they see one thing changes or the story falls away in a moment and then they wake up the next morning or they have an inter- totally different totally different now those neural pathways haven't gone anywhere yet because they take a little while the neurotransmitters haven't shifted so what has well their story about themselves about addiction about alcohol that that's what's changed in that moment and that is actually as i see it the most powerful thing so the moment we realize that the opportunity, anything, anything is possible here. It's not just that you're going to have to like batten down the hatches and like white knuckle through the rest of life, but whatever you want, like being brave enough to get back to the beginning and realign with what you really want. That's how you start aligning with it. Because if you, if if you don't do that, if you don't take the time to just go, this is what I want from my life, Mm. get really clear about that. No one else can do that for you. Mm. You're the Mm. only person that can set the direction. Mm. Mm. I love that. You look like you're fine. I forgot, I've just forgotten everything I said. Classic ADHD, isn't it? You're like, I love that. And I'm like, I've got no idea what I've just said for the last three minutes, but I'll take your... It was worthwhile. Take your... It's, uh, it's not getting your, your, out. Take your accolade. <laughs> um, what's next on the list? Willpower. Um, have we riffed about willpower? We've got a list today. We don't. Sometimes we don't even yes, don't have a list. We don't even fucking don't tell anyone if you're listening. Don't tell any of the listeners. But sometimes we don't even have a list. But we do today. Um, <laughs> again, it's it's funny how these things link together because we we have touched on this a little already. In that, if we can get out of these sort of solid views of how things are, because it, if I if I went into sober October in that challenge mentality, oh, this is going to be a challenge and it's going to be awful and it's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be earning this money for charity and that's the only thing that's keeping me going. Yeah. And I've heard people say this, like, it's like, I know I won't drink because I'm doing it for charity and I don't let the charity down. But it's like, but for the charity, I would fucking drink. So if, if we go into it with that 
that really black and white view of like this is this is going to be tough. Ugh. Being you know being deprived of a drink for a month is going to be hell. Mm. Then guess what your experience is going to be. And so if you spend the entire month clinging on with willpower and you know the, the fear of letting down a charity and being miserable and and kind of and making your life small by avoid well I just won't go out I won't go to you know because people will have their routines won't they of like oh, I go to the pub on a Friday night or whatever I won't do that I'll keep myself you know contained indoors where I'm safe and I'm not put in front of any kind of triggers because I want to I don't want to be in a position where I'm craving you know if if that's your narrative then you're going to live in that for a month and all it's going to do is reinforce what society tells us about how important alcohol is in our lives and how shitty and awful it's going to be if we ever consider removing it. Mm. Now, that's only good for, you know, big alcohol, frankly. Yeah, I, this is one of the reasons why. And and look, I think people should start exactly where they are. If it's a weekend, it's a weekend. If it's a day, it's a day. Whatever it is that makes sense to, to sort of just build up some time to to learn about you know, I could be alcohol free, like, and then go from there. The thing is, when it comes to like socializing, having fun, going out, partying, it can take a little while, right? We've, we've been doing it with our, with our crutch for however long. We're not going to, we may not crack that in the, we might, some of us might get a real shock. Some of us, as you say, might avoid situations. It's also quite likely that if we've got this idea of, oh God, I've just got to get through this month. Okay. I'll come to the party on Friday, but I'm going to go home early and, and then we go there and because we really would rather be drinking in that moment, we, you know, we see through that filter and then, then we get all this information about, well, socializing really is boring. Um, sorry, I'm just about to power out. Bear with me. Socializing really is boring unless you have alcohol. Am I, am I, am I it, charging isn't this, now? Isn't this professional? <laughs> I'm what, hey, I am the most professional person in this room. It's only me here in this Zoom room. Um, no, burn. That's a stretch. check it out, burn. Um, oh, I totally forgot, forgotten what I was talking about. You were ranting. It was rant face. Oh yeah, right. It's why something like that, it it can take a little while, right? There's no point pretending that we're just going to immediately figure out how to enjoy our life alcohol free and enjoy social situations. So just because you did a sober October and white knuckled it and had a couple of shit nights out because you were <laughs> miserable, doesn't mean that that's what alcohol free nights out are like. So you yeah. run the danger of sort of proving to, well, life without alcohol is not worth living then. I don't know why I suddenly dropped, dropped a noctive there, but you know, it's not. Is that your block down true. the pub voice? <laughs> it might be. Can you tell? I was burnt. I'm not. I'm not a bloke who goes down the pub that much anymore. Even when I did, <laughs> no, because you got kicked I out. This, for, I had for this that. voice. Did you tell the story once, about the once. the guitar smashing the guitar? Yeah. Apparently, people, everyone they were all see you next Tuesdays. I've I've been told. I've been told. I used to say that at the end of the podcast. I said, "Do you, oh, do no, you, no, you notice?" Me laugh every week. I know. And I did notice after like the first time. I thought. Oh yeah. And then a lady, I can't remember who it was, a lady, I think a lady from Australia sent me an email and said, do you know what you're doing? And I said, at this point, I'm aware of it and I'm not, do it's not intentional. It just happens to be that podcasts are on Tuesdays. Um, and obviously we love all of our listeners. It's crafted <laughs> so, well, by yeah. some divine hand. <laughs> this, this hours and hours of podcasts, what we've been doing is we've created this thing so that we can just secretly call people rude names without them knowing. No, you may have noticed that at the end, I tend to say, see you next week 
or something these days because um i wouldn't want to accidentally upset anyone there's probably people thinking what are they on about as well we'll let them figure it out it's cryptic they're the innocent folks amongst us there are some left perhaps not that many i don't know yeah there are probably probably a few tuning in so here's the thing (laughs) the difference the kind of danger potentially of, of willpower is all that stuff but the opportunity is looking at what's real no what's real uh mm-hmm. what's actually going on and again you know what what's the what's this huge opportunity here for me um by the way as we always say at the end of the day we're all going to do what makes sense to us and we're all seeing things as we currently understand them so it's not that even in listening to this podcast, we're magically going to start, start doing all of these things. But some of you might hear something in this. Mm. I had to do, I had like a one month away. None of this was charity, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't even on my radar. I was just doing it because I was, are you, are you okay? Have you been staring in the eye? No, I've got some really fucking funky headache shit going on. Oh, shit. Yeah. Best, this is a good face for a T-shirt. This is a good face for a T-shirt. Oh, no, don't put this on a T-shirt. No, I won't. Don't worry. Right, you you be the one-eyed pirate, and I'll try and try and keep them. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm having a moment again now. Are you having some kind of... Are you absorbing my perimenopausalness? I've caught it from you. No, this is... um, This doesn't happen often, to be fair, does it? I think it was the face you were pulling. (laughs) You're looking at me with what I... I know, I'm I'm not taking... I'm taking the Mickey, but I get it. I think it's not fun. Um, hang on, let me hold the fort. I've got this. Ah, oh, balls! It's, it's literally totally gone. <laughs> You're talking about getting real. You literally knew what I was talking about. And what did I talk about after I said getting real? I'm just looking at my notes. Authenticity, honesty. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, that's it, right? That's it. Oh, yeah. So for me, I had like a one month away, a two month, a three month, a six month. Um, I mean, if I were to tally it, like without the gaps in between, if I were to stick everything together, I've got a much longer alcohol free period than mm-hmm. than I said, because there was loads of time before where I was basically on off drinking, trying to figure things out. Um, and I didn't it took me a while to learn took me a long old time to sort of start to join the dots of, oh yeah, actually, do you know what? It doesn't matter how much time I take away. You know, 18 months was, and even then I was like, well, I've never taken this long. Mm. I wonder. I'm grateful for those times that I went back to drinking because they taught me a huge amount. They paved the way to freedom. Mm. It doesn't have to take that long. We're all on our own journey. We're all doing it our own way. I was quite young. I was 26, right, when I started that journey. Most of my mates were still going out, partying, going to techno clubs. I was effectively doing something that they were all like, what is wrong with you, man? Like, Mm. why are you you doing this? You've got your whole life ahead of you. Like, you could stop drinking when you're 50. (laughs) Yeah, why why do it now? Um, Mm. But yeah, so that's the opportunity is that there's a lot to see here. Yeah, and, and just one thing that struck me when you were talking was that for those of us that feel that we want to be able to moderate, because that, that's a big thing, and the way that I usually describe it is we've all kind of got to get that out of our system one way or another. And and by the way, there are, I don't know anybody, but there are people that do moderate um, successfully, in inverted commas, whatever successfully is. 
to me, it just is to like, it's always knowing what alcohol is and how it works. It's just too, too much, too much thinking about drinking and planning and too, too much effort. You know, for me, I wanted alcohol to be small and irrelevant in my life and, and moderating for me meant that it would, it wouldn't be the case. I would be fixated versus being liberated. But the point being that if you want to be able to moderate, then your best chance of being able to moderate is by taking a really extended period of time off 12, sure. 18 months. So that's really something to to bear in mind because again, in these communities that we work in, we'll see people take 30 days or a little bit longer and then be like, right, I'm now going to moderate. And every time, and they'll ask, but you know, what's my best chance and how, and I'll say to anybody that asks, like, do a year first, do a year and then try and moderate. Uh, and people don't often want to do that. And that's of course their choice too, but just know that your best chance of being able to successfully moderate is by taking that, extended period of time off yeah i mean so i would it's 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 interesting i um whatever your goal i don't think it even matters that much to be honest i don't think you need to even fully know what the goal mm. is in terms of how much you're going to drink or not drink the only thing you need to know is what you would love your life to look like and what you'd like to feel yeah. like and take like take take booze out just ask yourself the question like how would i like to feel what would i like to etc now that is interesting because if you go on a a weekend or you know you're like oh okay i can do a weekend and then you you know if you decide you're going to do 30 days or three months i think three months is really powerful i think a year is powerful now here's what's interesting i knew i just knew by the time i had committed to taking a year away i think actually it may have been six months what was it i couldn't tell you now i can't remember my initial commitment as such mm. i think it was six and then after a month or two, I was like, do you know what? No, I'm going to make it this a year because I want to do everything on the calendar. And I kind of knew by that point, um, I mean, it had got pretty not nice by that point for me. So I knew that I wanted to to stop, right? So at one level, I was like, yeah, I, I know that. At the other level, I didn't want, know what to do with the idea of forever. Every time I thought about it, I got a bunch of thinking. You know, I felt like my thinking was coming from the future, not possible. It was coming from basically I didn't know what forever meant. So I was making up a load of shit in my head about it and then getting a bunch of feelings attached to that. Well, surprise, surprise. That's how the how experience works. So what what's really amazing about my story and many others is that after six months, I was like, do you know what? I think I'm going to start telling people I don't drink. And then after nine months, I was like, oh, wow, this is absolutely unbelievable. And then after and then after a length of time, you get to a point where you're like, it just wouldn't make any sense to me to drink again. Yeah. Some people literally say, I don't drink. Some people may never say that. Some people, you don't need to. You don't mm. have to know ahead of time how you're going to do it. And that's mm. the power of uh, the power and potential of something like a 30 day break or a 90 day break or a one year break or whatever it is. There's all of that to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. It's just returning that openness to possibilities because yeah. I again I've heard people say oh, I'm going to take this year and then I'm going to moderate and then they get so far through the year and just as you said it doesn't make sense anymore it's like everything shifts that's it so, so as long as you don't have this fixed idea and and by the way goals around behavior and nowhere near as effective as goals around emotion and how, how you want to feel how you want things to be 
yeah, it's they're, really different. they're built on a misunderstanding. Now, I think we should that'd be a really powerful thing to have a podcast on. But if you think mm. about it, right, if your goal is to say, for example, you want to wake up feeling fresh in the morning, want to be more fit, healthier, you want to feel like all these things you want to feel. Um, and you say, so I'm going to take a length of time away, be it three months, a year, whatever. Um, and then along that way, you get to the end of the year and you go, actually, I am going to moderate. You've lost, you haven't lost anything. If across that point in time, you go, actually, moderation doesn't make sense. You haven't lost anything. Like it's, we're often innocently looking in the wrong direction. You don't need to do that. So we'll, um, we'll put together a podcast about the power of, of that, because I think it's, I think the forever question, so many people get stuck on that. So mm. many people get stuck and we don't need to, we don't need to, for some people that black and white cutoff can be really powerful for other people. Not at all. Ellie Crow is currently yawning. I'm obviously, I must be, I must be so boring. No, you're not boring. I'm just shot. Energy's on the floor, mate. Well, let's wrap up. Who are we up to? We're we're basically there. We were going to, I think just as a, here's the bow. Here's the bow. We'll tie the little bow on the end, as I sometimes say these days. This is all about awareness and bravery, ultimately. It's, Mm. It's that simple. If we go into something and look at it as a behavior change, like Ellie's saying for 30 days, and we don't look beyond that. I'm just going to stop drinking for 30 days, full stop. You know, we run some risks and some dangers, right? If we just slightly shift our perspective to, yep, I'm going to take 30 days off of booze, but these are the things I want to look at. This is what I want to get from it. This is what I want to learn. This is the opportunity. Just that slight shift of intention and direction and the way that we're looking opens up a whole world of opportunity that might not otherwise be there. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the way to go into a sober October, dry July, whatever. That's the way to go into it. Mm. No danger necessary. No danger necessary. Awesome. Got anything else you'd like to say? It's part of the bow. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get no, entangled so in your bow. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Well, so wherever you are, this might be a really powerful one to come back to. If you know, if you're if you're not having some time away, but you know that it's on the horizon, or this is maybe one to come back to and take a few notes. Come and uh, come and let us know in the Facebook group if if you are and all that stuff. And yeah, as always, if you've got questions or if there's something we've spoken about here you'd like us to go a bit deeper on, that's where you can do it. Ping us an email, come to the Facebook group, yeah. let, us, let us know. Yeah, and, and and if you're not at the point where you're contemplating or ready to take a break, then that, that is totally okay. Like just by virtue of the fact that you're listening to this mm. is a really great thing. There's... Um, there's a client of mine who she laughs now. She's coming up a year alcohol free, like a big expanse of time. Her life's completely changed. And she always tells me this story of like how um, she, she bought the book, This Naked Mind, and she had it on her nightstand and she had it on there for about a year. And it was just, it was just sitting there. She had, like d- didn't open it, didn't start reading it. It was just there. It, it was just its presence was just felt, <laughs> and and that was okay. Like it, it, she wasn't quite ready. She, you know, she was only ready at the point that she opened it, and then her um, experience unfurled from there. So there isn't a right or a wrong a wrong way to do this. There's just this 
willingness to be courageous and curious. And I think it's, it's absolutely something to to be celebrated. You know, we have that that deep, deep knowing that when we're drinking, it can be very hard to hear that voice. We can be really disconnected from it, but it's still there, it's still there. I've told you guys before about that documentary, Drinkers Like Me, yeah. the Adrian Charles documentary, and I recorded that on Sky Plus. And then I didn't watch it for, in fact, I, I never I never got around to watching it until I was alcohol free. And a lot of that I think was from fear because I, I, I knew that the messaging wasn't going to be, you know, <laughs> it wasn't going to be encouraging to drink more, was it? So when I was very much in my place of being stuck, I think it, it possibly could have made me feel a lot worse. And so I didn't consume it until much further down the road, but it was there. And every time I'd you know, skip through, oh, what, what are we going to watch? on? And it was there and I'd see it and think, hmm. And, but that recording, that action to record it came from the knowing part of me. So we need to make space for that mm. and encourage it at every opportunity. But with, would it not be a forced thing? Like if I'd have forced myself into watching that or if my client had have forced herself to read the book at the wrong time, it wouldn't have worked out, wouldn't have worked out. It's so, you know, having some, it's, it's two things. It's allowing space for that voice, but also like holding things lightly and not putting too much pressure on yourself, just allowing things to be, um, it seems very simple, but it's hugely powerful. I love it. That was a much bigger bow than mine. You outbowed me. I didn't think, I didn't think, it, I didn't think it was a bow competition. Yeah, outbowed me. Right, team. Have an amazing week and um, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> I knew it. You, you. So there we have it. And and hey, look, if you've made a decision that you're going to do something a little bit different at the end of October based on this conversation, or if you've thought to yourself, do you know what? Actually, I think I might want to try a little alcohol free period at some point. Like, good for you. There's always something amazing to see wherever you happen to be on the journey. And we would love to know what those things are. If you've got a reflection or something that you're going to do, um, come and pop into the Facebook group. Let us know. Send an email, whatever makes sense to you. We'd love, love, love to hear from you. And um, yeah. I guess that's it. Have a fab week. Enjoy autumn as it rolls in and as all the trees change colour and all that that cool stuff. And uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next week. <laughs>